0: So, what are you hungry for? That's the question I asked last week as we began our month-long series on the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John, the one that's all about bread. What are you hungry for? It's a pretty good question, one that we ought to ask ourselves regularly. It's deep. It calls us to look deep inside, to be vulnerable and real with ourselves and before God. Asking the right question is, I think, one of the most important things that we can do. So often, though, we focus more on answers rather than on questions. We believe that we have to be perfect, nail down the answers to things, gather lots and lots of data to ensure that we are always right, making the right decisions, whether we're researching the most fuel-efficient car, my current project, or finding the cheapest airline tickets, we're sure that we can come up with the right answer, given enough time and information. What we often fail to do, however, is to examine our questions. And that is one of the big issues facing Jesus and the crowd today. Remember that Jesus has just fed the 5,000, then joined the disciples after their boat ride across the sea. Now the crowds have followed him and they're asking all kinds of questions, but the questions they ask and the answers that Jesus gives don't exactly match up. The crowds ask, "Uh, when did you come here? And Jesus answers by accusing them of looking for him just because he has filled their bellies with bread. And then he tells them not to work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life. And then the crowd asks, well, what must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus corrects them. This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. In other words, we don't do the work, God does. And the work is to bring us into relationship with Jesus. Now the crowd gets pushy. What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may believe in you? After all, Moses gave us manna in the wilderness during the Exodus. We want another sign like that. What are you going to do? You can practically see Jesus slapping his forehead in frustration as he answers, It wasn't Moses who gave you bread in the desert. It was God who is also giving you right now The true bread that comes down from heaven, me. Bread that gives life to the world. And then the crowd demands, though they clearly don't fully understand, Sir, give us this bread. Always. And finally, the answer we've all been waiting for. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I wonder if the crowds could hear Jesus' answer, since they were always asking the wrong question. They were always relying on what they already knew to be true. Way back when, Moses gave our ancestors bread in the desert. And you just gave us, 5,000 of us, some bread just a little while ago. So how about some more bread? They focus on needing miracles, signs, proof. They focus on filling their bellies with more bread. And Jesus basically says, I didn't come to provide more bread. I came to end hunger. The answer is, I am the bread of life. I came to give you a deeper life in God, to give you my life, my body, myself, with me and through me. You'll never hunger or thirst again. He provides the answer But they can't hear it because, as writer Ursula Le Guin says, there are no right answers for wrong questions. But can we blame them? Can we blame them? Don't we ask the same questions of God? Are you there, God? What must I do to deserve your love? And then we too make demands. Give me a sign, God. Prove that you are God. Prove that you are on my side. And of course, our questions, our demands make sense. Like the crowds were scared. Like the crowds, we're hungry. We want assurances. We want God to do what we want God to do. But perhaps we're asking the wrong questions. And if we ask the wrong questions, well then, it will be hard to hear the answer. When I was in seminary, I took two semesters of systematic theology. The hardest course in seminary, at least I thought so. And we focused on two of the great theologians of the 20th century, Karl Rahner and Karl Barth. Barth wrote long, dense theological tomes and is notoriously hard to understand. Still, this is the same theologian who, at the end of his life, was asked what the essence of his theology was. And this old, learned theologian answered, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And our joke in seminary during that course was that no matter what question came up on the midterm or the final, no matter how hard or complex the question was, the right answer for Bart was always Jesus. And I guess I think that's the right answer too. That's the answer Jesus himself I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. As Bart also said, Jesus does not give recipes that show the way to God, as other teachers of religion do. He himself is the way. So perhaps this is kind of like Jeopardy. We know the answer. The answer? Jesus. So, how might your questions change? How might your questions change? If you trust deep in your heart, even if you don't fully understand that the answer is Jesus. Instead of asking for more bread for our tummies, for proof of God in our life, for more divine favors, what questions might we ask instead? Might we ask, what am I truly hungry for? Or maybe we would ask, How can I live fully as God has created me to be? Or maybe, how can I know, how can I love God more deeply? What will fill my spiritual emptiness? Perhaps, though, like me, you still often wonder what you need to do to earn the bread. Or maybe you're hoping that God will provide proof before you put yourself into the vulnerable position of exposing your fears, your hopes, your heart. Perhaps it seems impossible that in the face of sin and selfishness, violence and injustice, that we get forgiveness and love and mercy. Perhaps it seems impossible, ridiculous, unbelievable that instead of a miracle of manna from heaven or bread for 5,000, we get God's very own self, incarnate, bread of life. Given for us once on the cross and forever after on the altar and in our church. But Jesus tells us he is the answer, awaiting the truest, the deepest, the most longing questions of our hearts that with him, we need never be hungry again. And to that, to that, I whisper doubtfully, hopefully, Sir, give me this bread always. Amen.